can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you for your word today. I thank you for your people. I thank you for Jesus Christ who's made it possible for us to not only have salvation but to live an abundant life here on earth. And Lord, I thank you for the anointing that's in this place, that's in this room, that's inside of our lives. And I pray that you will use me to communicate the oracles of God. Breathe afresh on your word. Cause it to encourage. Cause it, God, to thrust those who are stuck to move spiritually. Cause it to ignite those who need their fire lit. And most of all, cause signs, miracles, and wonders to follow the word as we obey it. And we decree that to be done in our lives in Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen, Amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We're in a series based on the prophetic promise that God has given Word of Truth Family Church as well as he's given you all as members. And that is, he told us we were going to have a year of great expectations. Everybody say great expectations. Amen. And so if you're taking notes today, our lesson title is called Faith for Great Expectations. Faith for Great Expectations. And the purpose of today's message is to help you and I understand that all expectations must start with faith. So the goal of the message is to help you understand the power of faith and how to use faith, watch this, to bring to pass your expectations. So just touch your neighbor next to you and say, get ready to learn. Now, if you have your Bibles, I want you to find two verses of Scripture. Find Hebrews chapter 10, verses 35, Hebrews 10, 35. And then I want you to find Romans chapter 10, verses 17. I'll say those again. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. And then Romans chapter 10, verses 17. And while you're finding those verses, I want to read a testimony that I received. And uh, I know it will, it will bless your heart. Uh, it says, hi, Pastor Eben. I'd like to share our testimonies with you, especially in the light of you preaching on, on uh, your mouth, declaring some things and trusting the source and not the resource. My husband and I have been walking by faith and declaring for many years, and so many great things have happened for us. But in one week's time, everybody say one week's time. But in one week's time, God showed out and we believe that sharing this will encourage our brothers and sisters in Christ. They went on to say they went for an interview a week before I was preaching on trusting your source and not your resource. And they went in. They said, I went in with a holy boldness. Everybody say holy boldness. That's just another word for faith. 
And because I haven't worked in two years since moving to Texas, on Thursday, January 16th, I went to the interview and it went very well. And they seemed to be very impressed with my resume and my references whom they had already spoke to. The supervisor who I would be working for, however, kept saying to me, but you haven't worked in two years. And I said, yes, and you know the reasons why. I've been home. But when you hire me, everybody say, that's faith right there. But when you hire me, you will find that you will not be disappointed. And he said, you mean if I hire you? And again, I said, when you hire me. And he just laughed. They told me I would hear back from them Friday uh, the 17th because they would uh, have done two more interviews after me. On Friday, he called and said it was a hard choice between me and another applicant, but they chose to, to, to choose another applicant. I immediately said, you will be calling me back. And he said, no, we've already hired someone. And they said, okay, but just remember this conversation. Everybody say, that's faith right there. He laughed and said, good luck in your search. I told my husband and my daughter something is going to happen and they have to call me and they're going to have to call me back. I didn't worry about it, but I declared that they would have no choice but to call me. I kept saying they'll call me back and will have to change their minds on their original decision. Then Sunday, January 19th, you said in your sermon to trust the source and not the resources. And again, I knew everybody said that's faith. I knew I would get a call back from them no matter what he said to me that past Friday. The Lord told us to trust him on Thursday, the 22nd, the turnaround that I have been declaring manifested. Watch this now. When I answered the phone and heard the voice, I already knew my prayer had been answered. He said, please tell me you haven't found another job yet. And I said, no, I haven't. And he said it didn't work out with the other applicants. She decided to take a different job. And, are you, and, and you were in the running, so we'd like to offer you the position. Are you still interested? And I said, absolutely. Do you remember what I told you? <laughs> and he laughed and said, yes, I just hired a praying woman. And I said, yes, you did, a woman of great faith. And then after getting the particulars out of the way, they begin to praise God. And then watch this. Now they have, she has a new position, medical, paid for in full, 20 minutes from home. And watch this. Now her husband and her are able to go back to school free of cost. They go on to say... Someone who doesn't know any better might say, but you were second choice. No, I was God's choice, which made me the first choice. And they had no choice but to give me that job. And then to add to it, that same week, God moved a hater out of her husband's job. Amen. So this morning, my goal is to help you understand that you have to have faith for great expectations. Can you say amen to that? Now, we've defined expectation to mean to move forward, to anticipate the occurrence of something, to look for something with reason and or justification. In other words, if you pay for an item online and you pay for it in full and your payment cleared, you have a justifiable expectation to receive that item in the mail. Can you say amen to that? 
So we've already established the principle that expectation is birthed or ignited from a promise that has been made. For instance, if your job told you, hey, we're going to increase your pay to $1,000 a month when you pass a certain test. Well, if you pass that test, your expectation would be to receive what? An extra $1,000 a month. Amen. And so in the same way, God's word is full of promises. And once we believe them, they will birth expectation in our lives. Amen. Now, here's the thing expectation must become manifestation if we're going to enjoy his promises. I'm going to say that again. Everybody say expectation must become manifestation if we're going to enjoy God's promise. You don't have to say that part. So if you're in Hebrews chapter 10 or you're in Hebrews chapter 10, all right, here's the first point that I want you to write down. Expectations start with faith. Expectations start with with faith. Say that with me. Expectations start with faith. Now in Hebrews chapter 10, we're going to start in verse 35, but we're actually going to end up in Hebrews chapter 11. Remember the Bible was not written in chapters and verses. It was written in one long letter. And the only reason we have chapters and verses is so that we could keep up with, with how we read it. So in Hebrews 10, 35, it says, Cast not therefore your confidence, which has a great recompense of reward. That's why the enemy messed with a lot of Christians' confidence, because he knows confidence produces reward. Watch verse 36. He says, For you have need of what? Huh? Patience. That after, watch this, you have done the will of God, you might receive what? Now, I have just a thought. Everybody say, just a thought. Everybody say, hmm. Here's just a thought. Action is required before promises are acquired. I'm going to say that again. Actions are required before promises are acquired. In other words, we read in that verse, he says, listen, you have need of patience that after you have done some action... After you obeyed the word, then you might receive the promise. Now, let's look in verse 37. He says, for yet a little while, and he said, that shall uh, come, will come, and will not tarry. Now, the just shall what? Live how? By faith. But if any man draws back, my soul shall not have no pleasure in him. This is God talking. But we are not of those who draw back into perdition, but of those that believe to the saving of the soul. Now, before we go into uh, Hebrews 11, let's just do a quick review. In verse 38, it said that the just shall live by faith. In other words, we are to live by faith. That means that everything that we do in life should be done by faith. Amen. What is that in plan? That means I, I should live by faith and not by how I feel. I should live by faith and not by my circumstances. I shall live by what God has said and not what nobody else has said. We should live by faith. Amen. Second Corinthians 5, 7, you can just write it down. It says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. So one of the key things for you to know if you're walking by faith is to... It's to really look to see if you're walking by how you see. 
Amen. Now let's look at look verse 38 quickly. Let's continue. It says, uh, it says, my soul will have no pleasure. In other words, if we draw back from faith. That says God is not pleased when we stop walking by faith. Now Hebrews 11.6 says, but without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is. In other words, God expects us to live by faith. You know why? Because he is a God of faith. Amen. Now, let's move now to Hebrews 11. Look at verse 1. It says, now faith is the what? Substance of things what? Hoped for. And faith is the what? evidence of things not seen now if we break that verse down it says faith is the substance the word substance means foundation and it actually also means the actual existence of something faith is the starting point the foundation so guess what we couldn't have this stage without having this floor we couldn't have the floor without having the earth So the earth is the foundation of the floor, which is the foundation of the stage. Are you with me? So faith is the foundation, the placing under, watch this, of, and it it goes on to say, of things hoped for. When you look up the word hope, it means expectation. He's saying faith is the expectation of what you hope for and the evidence, and the word evidence is the word proof. Everybody say proof. So guess what? I don't need physical proof to believe what God has said. Because what I see is not the proof. What I believe is what is proof. He said here, the evidence or proof of things, what? Not seen. Now the word seen means to be perceived by the physical eye. So let me tell you what that verse means all together. It says, now faith is the foundation and actual existence of things expected. And faith is the proof of things not seen by the physical eye. So listen to this now. If faith is the proof of something that is not seen by the physical eye, then you and I don't need physical eyes, watch this, to see God's promises. All we need to do is see through the eyes of faith. Did you get that? So if faith is proof of that, then I don't need what we call signs and and wonders. Do you know signs are for unbelievers? I mean, how many know heaven's real? Now, how many seen heaven? I mean, the only heaven I've seen is my daughter. She's right here on the front row. That's the only heaven I've seen. But I know that heaven is real. So when you know something is real, you don't need evidence otherwise. Can you say amen to that? So if all we need is faith to see and receive God's promises, then how do we get faith and how do we know when our faith is working? Because many of us, we think we are walking by faith when we're actually walking by how we feel. Can you say amen to that? So here's point number two. Faith must be active to receive what you're expecting. I'm going to say this again. Faith must be active to receive what you're expecting. Another way of saying it is faith must be working to receive your expectations. It must be working. 
Now, let me just give you this. And, and I'm assuming everybody, I know I'm starting from the ground level. You know why? Because many of us haven't heard faith in a long time. And some of us have never heard of what faith is. Now, let me ask you a question. Because we know what the Bible says. It says faith comes by hearing. Right? So, how does food come? By what? Huh? It comes by eating. I mean, you got to go buy it, and then it comes, you know, by eating. Now, do you just remember what you ate yesterday to satisfy you today? Is what you ate for Thanksgiving last year? I know you got full. I know you gained some weight. But was it enough for you to not even eat anymore for the rest of the year? No, no, no. We have to go back and eat some more for us to live. And that's the problem. Most of us, we hear the word one time and we think that's enough to sustain us in faith. So let me show you how this works. Faith came when you and I were born again. And then watch this. And then faith grows as you hear the word. But faith works when we take action. I'm going to say those three things again. Faith came when you were born again. Faith grows when you hear the word. But faith works when we take action. Now go to Romans chapter 12 verses 3. Go to Romans chapter 12 verses 3. Romans 12 verses 3. Boy, this is going to help some uh, mature Christians who have been Christians for a long time. But see, I have found the secret to being stuck. I have found the secret of why some people, when they were walking with God, was doing very well and life is a struggle to them right now. I found the secret out. I'll show it to you in just a second. Romans chapter 3, uh, chapter 12, look at verse 3. It says, For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you. Now, if you notice in verse 1, he was talking to Christians. He says, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but think soberly according as God has given to every man, read it with me, the measure of what? Everybody, when they got born again, God gave everybody the same amount of faith. Now, it's your problem if you keep the same faith you got when you got saved. Because faith wasn't designed to stay the same size. Faith was designed to grow. Amen. Now, Romans 10, 17, since we're in Romans, are we in Romans right now? Go to Romans chapter 10. Look at verse 17. Watch this now. I just told you that if you got born again, he put the measure of faith inside of you. Everybody got the same amount. But then in verse 17 of chapter 10, it says, So then faith cometh. By what? Now, let me just help you. This is why I study out of the King James because the word cometh is in italics. How many have a King James Bible? You have a King James Bible. If you notice that word cometh is in italics, it's in italics because they added that word to try to make it make sense. Well, you don't really have to have that word in there because it could just sow in faith by hearing. And hearing, Why? By the word of God. In other words, faith will come when I hear and not just hear one time. Notice it says here. And what else? 
Now, when you look that word hearing up, it's also the English word preached. And this is why some people go backwards spiritually. Because they think they can stay at home and study the Bible themselves. No, no. Faith don't come from studying. Faith comes from hearing. Now watch this now. Look in verse... uh, uh, Just go to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews 4. And then I'm going to wrap this up with point number 3, which is my main point. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. I have found out the secret of why some people do well... And then all of a sudden they seem to start sliding backwards. And the things, listen to me, that God has blessed them with seems to be a struggle to keep. Watch this. Hebrews chapter 4, look at verse 2. It says, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word what class? Preached. Now that word preached is the same word in the Greek as the word hearing in Romans chapter 10. He said, but the, but the word that was being heard or hearing did not profit them because it was not being mixed with what? Faith in them that what? So let's just come up now with a definition of faith so we can all be on the same page because I'm going to work this thing till we all understand what faith is and how to work it. Faith is the conviction and action to the word of God. I'm going to say that again. Faith is the conviction and action to the word of God. Why do I say conviction and action? Because if you have conviction with no action, all you have is a belief. That's why people can believe that Jesus is the son of God and still go to hell because you just can't believe it. You have to receive it. This is why some people, they have false beliefs. In other words, false beliefs, not meaning that the belief is wrong. It just means that they're believing something, but what they intend to see happen is false because they're not doing the other side of the equation. In other words, if I have a great expectation that God is going to improve my marriage, but I do no actions to help improve it, I have a false expectation. If I really believe God is going to bless me financially for 2014 more than he did in 2013, guess what? I must now not just believe that God's way of Operating my finances are right. I have to participate in it. Can you say amen to that? That's why James 2.20 says faith without works is dead. And there are some people that have dead faith. Oh, 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 remember now he put in everybody the measure. But your measure may be dead. If something is dead, it's not alive. And if it's not alive, it's not working. If it's not working, guess what? You get no results. Amen. Now, if watch this now. This is going to kind of mess you up a little bit, but I'm going to explain it. It is impossible to get faith without the word. But it is possible to hear the word and not have faith. I'm going to say that again. Listen to what I'm saying now. It is impossible. Everybody say impossible. It's impossible to get faith without hearing the word. 
But it is possible to hear the word and not have faith. That's why Hebrews 4, 2, I'm going to read it again. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word that was preached did not work for them because it was not mixed with faith in those who heard it. In other words, they heard it, but they didn't do nothing with it. This explains why some people grow forward and then go backwards. This is why some people gain certain blessings and lose them because the thing that they did to get it, they stop doing it when they get it. No, 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 no. If God blessed you financially, you, you got this raise, you got this promotion because you started tithing and you started giving to God and then you got that job and you decided because you watched this, you got some more bills that overtook the raise you got. And so you ran into a tight spot and decided, well, I'm just going to stop tithing. Well, guess what? The thing that you did that got you there, you stopped doing. And since you stopped, the principle stops working. So I know God blessed you with that car. You know God blessed you with that car. But are you doing the same thing you did to get the car? Touch your neighbor and say, he ain't talking to me right now. Watch this. People begin to grow in their faith. And as they grow in their faith, they begin to mix their faith with actions. And then they stop hearing the word. And the word is the thing that gave their faith a start. So go to Hebrews chapter 2 very quickly. Hebrews 2. Hebrews 2. You should never say never. You should never, ever, ever get tired of hearing the word. See, I know some of you all who are doing some of the principles that I'm teaching. You go, I already know that. That's fine, you may know it. But here's my question. Is it fresh in your heart? Watch this now. Hebrews chapter 2, look at verse 1. It says, therefore, we, look at your neighbor and say, now he's talking to you. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed, watch this, to the things which we what? Have heard, lest at any time we should what? We should let them slip. It is possible to hear the word and then let it slip. See, here's the thing. Remember, Jesus said, Man shall not live by what? Bread alone. But he goes on to say how we need to live. But man should live by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So what Jesus is saying is leftover word is no good. See, it's nothing but an example of the Old Testament. When God fed them, he said, give me this day my what? My daily bread. So he decided to feed them with manna from heaven. But see, some people wanted to be greedy and felt that, you know what? I'm going to live today on yesterday's word. So they said, you know what? We're going to gather more than what we should. He told them, just get enough for today. But some of them decided, I'm going to store up some. And when they opened it up, it turned into worms. Well, let me ask you a question. When was the, how, how fresh are the promises in your heart 
watch this, based on the expectations that you have for this year. Do they match? Does the word in your heart right now, not yesterday's word, but today's word, does it match your expectations for today? In other words, do my actions line up with my expectations? And what we do, we have what I call spiritual amnesia as believers. We want to live on yesterday's manner. Now, what happens if you eat one time and don't eat for a long time? What happens? Huh? You end up starving, malnourished, you get hungry, you start getting skinny, you start losing weight, and then eventually if you don't eat, you'll die, right? I wonder what happens when we don't feed and hear this word on a daily basis. You know why your spirit man is not as sharp as it can be? You know why it's hard for you to, 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 to raise your expectations? Because you don't have, watch this, present faith in your heart right now. Everybody say present faith. No, no, no. There is a present faith. Go to 2 Peter. I'll close with this one. 2 Peter. Go to 2 Peter. Look in chapter 1 very quickly. And this is my last point. Faith working. Faith is working when there is present truth working. I'm going to say that again. Faith is working when there is present truth working. 2 Peter chapter 1. Look in verse 12. He says, wherefore, I will not be negligent. To put you always in remembrance. Everybody say always in remembrance. I mean, I don't know how, I know this is not a good example, but I have to use it because it's part of my daily life. I don't know how many times I have to tell Landon, raise the seat, son. I tell him so much, he says now, but daddy, I know that. (laughs) But you don't know that. If you're not doing that, son. So yesterday, I see him in the bathroom and the seat is down. Faith don't come by hearing right now. So I got to help him. So I don't know what I had in my hand. I had a brush. I had a comb. I had something. And I just popped him on the head. Pop! Raise the top next time. In other words, what I'm saying is, just because you hear something all the time doesn't mean you are doing it in your life. Watch what 2 Peter 1.12 says. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to you, uh, always in, uh, negligent to put you in always in remembrance of these things, though you know them. Huh. I know I'm supposed to uh, not cuss. I I know I'm supposed to be nice to my spouse. I know I'm not supposed to not cheat. Mm, Real quiet on that one. Look at your spouse and say, I ain't cheating. Now look at him again and say, I better not catch you. (laughs) Remember, Texas is the home headquarters for cheaters, the show now. (laughs) How many know that show called Cheaters? Man. He says, though you know them and be established, how? In what class? In present truth. That's why 
every day, you got to live on the word. You can't just remember what you know. When you remember what you know, what happens is, watch this. Remember it says, they heard the word, but it wasn't mixed with faith. That means I can hear something and I don't have, watch this. That means I, have, I may have the conviction. I know this is right. I know this is God's will. I know he wants me to go to school. I, you may have that conviction, but if you take no steps to enroll in class, buy your books, and start going even if it's online, if you have no actions with your convictions, guess what? All you have is a belief. And belief alone is nothing but desires with no power. And I don't know about you, but I'm believing God for some big things this year. And you know what? I'm going to make sure that my actions produce what my expectations are in my heart. Can you say amen to that? So here's my question as we close right here. Does your faith match your expectations? What are you expecting God to do for you this year? Here's my question. Does your faith match your expectations? With every head bowed and every eye closed, I believe there are some people in here, your faith has been dormant. It's been stagnant. It's standing still.